Welcome to Tales for the Tired, a cosy sleep podcast. My name's Francesca, and I hope you're getting comfy because we're about to begin. Thanks for coming back and listening to another episode. And if you're new here, thank you for taking the time to give this podcast a listen. At the time of recording this, it's August. It's very hot. We haven't had rain in a little while. Here and there we've had little specks of sort of sprinkling rain, but other than that, it's just been so dry and that's quite unusual here in the UK. We just got over a heat wave, which was very, very difficult to deal with. It's starting to cool down in the evenings now. I love all seasons, but I'm really excited when I start seeing the first signs of autumn, which should be in the next month or so. I hope that you're staying safe and well wherever you are in the world. And I wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to Alyssa for becoming my first ever patron. Last week I launched my Patreon. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting. You can do so on a monthly basis on patreon.com slash tales for the tired. I've popped a link in the description. And there I give you audio downloads that you can keep forever. You can listen to offline. And they also get right into the story. So you get to skip the intros if you like. And I'll also say a personal thank you at the beginning of every episode. So thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, everyone else, for listening. If you want to read the show notes and read this book that I'm reading, which again is The Sandman's Hour by Abby Phillips Walker, I've popped links in the description. Or you can go to talesforthetired.com. I really appreciate you listening, especially when I get lovely comments and messages on Instagram because it means I get to live my dream. I love to tell stories. It's something I've always been passionate about, and I'm so grateful that you let me share these old books with you. I almost feel like we're walking together through an old library, and we're picking titles off the shelves and dusting off their dusty, thick covers and flicking to a favourite that's been enjoyed for generations but may be at risk of getting lost and never getting read again. I get to bring them back to life and I'm so happy to have you on this journey with me. So today I'm going to be reading Hilda's Mermaid, which again, as I mentioned, is another story from the Sandman's Hour. I asked you over on Instagram if you enjoyed last week's story and you did. And I love this book. I may read more from it in future episodes. But for today, we're reading this tale of a little girl living by the shore and she meets a mermaid. As you get comfy, I want to remind you that it's good to look after yourself and have a good nighttime routine, but I understand that you're only human, and sometimes it's difficult to remember to do these things, so please consider this your reminder to brush your teeth, to maybe give your face a nice splash with some cool water, get into comfy clothes, take off the clothes you wore today. Have a little stretch, stretch your muscles, and then get into a comfortable position. Whether you're sitting or laying down, it's up to you. 
just feel the surface beneath you. Just support your weight and let your head sink into your pillow. Take a deep breath in and out and in and out. I find it helpful to wiggle your toes, flex your legs, flex your feet up towards you and then point them, roll your shoulders a few times, it just helps loosen any tension, any stress from the day. Now, I understand that some days are more difficult than others, and that's okay, whatever you're going through right now, I hope that this story helps you relax and gives you a little bit of peace, even for a short while. Now, when you're listening to this story, you might find thoughts come to the front of your mind, and that's all right, that's normal. And just for now, just try to push them away by listening to my voice and listening to the story. What may help is that you will get to listen to the story twice through, once at a normal speed, and then again I'll read a little slower. And you might find that you get to focus on the details of the story, so if you find it difficult to listen the first time, you get to listen again, and you may pick up on details that you missed the first time through. Any thoughts, any stresses, any worries, just push them away from you. Listen to my voice. And relax as we read Hilda's Mermaid. Hilda's Mermaid Little Hilda's father was a sailor and went away on long voyages. Hilda lived in a little cottage on the shore and used to spin and knit when her father was away for her mother had passed away and she had to be the housekeeper. Some days she would go out in her boat and fish, for Hilda was fond of the water. She was born and had always lived on the shore. When the water was very calm, Hilda would look down into the blue depths and try to see a mermaid. She was very anxious to see one. She had heard her father tell such wonderful stories about them, how they sang and combed their beautiful long hair. One night when the wind was blowing and the rain was beating hard upon her window, Hilda could hear the horn warning the sailors off the rocks. Hilda lighted her father's big lantern and ran down to the shore and hung it on a mast of a wreck which lay there so the sailors would not run their ships upon it. Little Hilda was not afraid, for she had seen many such storms. When she returned to her cottage, she found the door was unlatched, but thought the wind had blown it open. When she entered, she found a little girl with beautiful hair sitting on the floor. She was a little frightened at first, 
for the girl wore a green dress and it was wound around her body in the strangest manner. I saw your light, said the child, and came in. The wind blew me far up on the shore. I should not have come up on a night like this, but a big wave looked so tempting, I thought I would jump on it and have a nice ride. But it was nearer the shore than I thought it, and it landed me right near your door. Oh my, how Hilda's heart beat, for she knew this child must be a mermaid. Then she saw what she had thought a green dress was really her body and tail, curled up on the floor, and it was beautiful as the lamp fell upon it and made it glisten. Will you have some of my supper? asked Hilda, for she wanted to be hospitable, though she had not the least idea what mermaids ate. Thank you, answered the mermaid. I'm not very hungry, but if you could give me a seaweed sandwich I should like it. Poor Hilda did not know what to do. She went to the closet and brought out some bread, which she spread with nice fresh butter and filled a glass with milk. She told her she was sorry. She did not have any seaweed sandwiches, but she hoped she would like what she had prepared. The little mermaid ate it and Hilda was pleased. Do you live here all the time? She asked Hilda. I should think you would be very warm and want to be in the water part of the time. Hilda told her she could not live in the water as she did, because her body was not like hers. Oh, I am so sorry, replied the mermaid. I hoped you would visit me sometime. We have such good times, my sisters and I, under the sea. Tell me about your home, said Hilda. Come and sit beside me and I will, she replied. Hilda sat upon the floor by her side. The mermaid felt of Hilda's clothes and thought it must be a bother to have so many clothes. How can you swim? she asked. Hilda told her she put on a bathing suit, but the mermaid thought that a nuisance. I'll tell you about our house first, she begun. Our father, Neptune, lives in a beautiful castle at the bottom of the sea. It is built of mother of pearl. All around the castle grow beautiful green things, and it has fine white sand around it also. All my sisters live there, and we are always glad to get home after we have been at the top of the ocean. It is so nice and cool in our home. The wind never blows there, and the rain does not reach us. You do not mind being wet by the rain, do you? asked Hilda. Oh no, said the mermaid, but the rain hurts us. It falls in little sharp points and feels like pebbles. How do you know how pebbles feel? Hilda asked. Oh, sometimes the Nereids come and bother us. They throw pebbles and stir up the water so we cannot see. Who are the Nereids? asked Hilda. They are the sea nymphs. We make the dogfish drive them away. We are sirens and they are very jealous of us because we are more beautiful than they, said the mermaid. Hilda thought she was rather conceited, but the little mermaid seemed to be quite unconscious she had conveyed that impression.
How do you find your way home, after you've been at the top of the ocean? asked Hilda. Oh, when Father Neptune counts us and finds any missing, he sends a whale to spout. Sometimes he sends more than one. And we know where to dive when we see that. What do you eat besides seaweed sandwiches? asked Hilda. Fish eggs and very little fish, answered the mermaid. When we have a party, we have cake. Hilda opened her eyes. Where do you get cake? she asked. We make it. We grind coral into flour and mix it with fish eggs. Then we put it in a shell and send a mermaid to the top of the ocean with it. And she holds it in the sun until it bakes. We go to the Gulf Stream and gather grapes and we have sea foam and lemonade to drink. Lemonade? said Hilda. Where do you get your lemons? Why, the sea lemon, replied the mermaid. That is a small mussel fish the colour of a lemon. What do you do at your parties? You cannot dance, said Hilda. We swim to the music, circle around and dive and glide. But the music, where do you get your musicians? Hilda continued. We have plenty of music, replied the mermaid. The sea elephant trumpets for us. Then there is the pipe fish. The swordfish runs the scales of the sea adder with his sword. The seashells blob. And altogether we have splendid music. But it is late. And we must not talk any more. So the little mermaid curled herself up. And soon they were asleep. The sun shining in the window awakened Hilda next morning. And she looked about her. The mermaid was not there. But Hilda was sure it had not been a dream. For she found pieces of seaweed on the floor. And every time she goes out in her boat, she looks for her friend. And when the whales spout, she knows they are telling the mermaids to come home. Little Hilda's father was a sailor and went away on long voyages. Hilda lived in a little cottage on the shore and used to spin and knit when her father was away. For her mother had passed away and she had to be the housekeeper. Some days she would go out in her boat and fish, for Hilda was fond of the water. She was born and had always lived on the shore. When the water was very calm, Hilda would look down into the blue depths and try to see a mermaid. She was very anxious to see one. She had heard her father tell such wonderful stories about them. How they sang and combed their beautiful long hair. One night when the wind was blowing and the rain was beating hard upon her window, Hilda could hear the horn warning the sailors off the rocks. Hilda lighted her father's big lantern 
and ran down to the shore and hung it on a mast of a wreck which lay there so the sailors would not run their ships upon it. Little Hilda was not afraid for she had seen many such storms. When she returned to her cottage she found the door was unlatched but thought the wind had blown it open. When she entered she found a little girl with beautiful hair sitting on the floor. She was a little frightened at first for the girl wore a green dress and it was wound around her body in the strangest manner. I saw your light said the child and came in. The wind blew me far up on the shore. I should not have come up on a night like this but a big wave looked so tempting I thought I would jump on it and have a nice ride. But it was nearer the shore than I thought it and it landed me right near your door. Oh my! How Hilda's heart beat for she knew this child must be a mermaid. Then she saw what she had thought a green dress was really her body and tail curled up on the floor and it was beautiful as the lamp fell upon it and made it glisten. Will you have some of my supper? asked Hilda for she wanted to be hospitable though she had not the least idea what mermaids ate. Thank you, answered the mermaid. I'm not very hungry, but if you could give me a seaweed sandwich I should like it. Poor Hilda did not know what to do. She went to the closet and brought out some bread, which she spread with nice fresh butter and filled a glass with milk. She told her she was sorry. She did not have any seaweed sandwiches, but she hoped she would like what she had prepared. The little mermaid ate it and Hilda was pleased. Do you live here all the time? She asked Hilda. I should think you would be very warm and want to be in the water part of the time. Hilda told her she could not live in the water as she did because her body was not like hers. Oh, I am so sorry, replied the mermaid. I hoped you would visit me sometime. We have such good times, my sisters and I, under the sea. Tell me about your home, said Hilda. Come and sit beside me and I will, she replied. Hilda sat upon the floor by her side. The mermaid felt of Hilda's clothes and thought it must be a bother to have so many clothes. How can you swim? she asked. Hilda told her she put on a bathing suit, but the mermaid thought that a nuisance. I'll tell you about our house first, she began. Our father, Neptune, lives in a beautiful castle at the bottom of the sea. It is built of mother of pearl. All around the castle grow beautiful green things and it has fine white sand around it also. All my sisters live there and we are always glad to get home after we have been at the top of the ocean. It is so nice and cool in our home. 
The wind never blows there, and the rain does not reach us. You do not mind being wet by the rain, do you? asked Hilda. Oh no, said the mermaid. But the rain hurts us. It falls in little sharp points and feels like pebbles. How do you know how pebbles feel? Hilda asked. Oh, sometimes the Nereids come and bother us. They throw pebbles and stir up the water so we cannot see. Who are the Nereids? asked Hilda. They are the sea nymphs. We make the dogfish drive them away. We are sirens and they are very jealous of us because we are more beautiful than they, said the mermaid. Hilda thought she was rather conceited, but the little mermaid seemed to be quite unconscious she had conveyed that impression. How do you find your way home after you've been at the top of the ocean? asked Hilda. Oh, when Father Neptune counts us and finds any missing, he sends a whale to spout. Sometimes he sends more than one. And we know where to dive when we see that. What do you eat besides seaweed sandwiches? asked Hilda. Fish eggs and very little fish, answered the mermaid. When we have a party, we have cake. Hilda opened her eyes. Where do you get cake? she asked. We make it. We grind coral into flour and mix it with fish eggs. Then we put it in a shell and send a mermaid to the top of the ocean with it. And she holds it in the sun until it bakes. We go to the Gulf Stream and gather grapes and we have sea foam and lemonade to drink. Lemonade? said Hilda. Where do you get your lemons? Why, the sea lemon, replied the mermaid. That is a small mussel fish the colour of a lemon. What do you do at your parties? You cannot dance, said Hilda. We swim to the music. Circle around and dive and glide. But the music, where do you get your musicians? Hilda continued. We have plenty of music, replied the mermaid. The sea elephant trumpets for us. Then there is the pipe fish. The swordfish runs the scales of the sea adder with his sword. The seashells blob. And altogether we have splendid music. But it is late, and we must not talk any more. So the little mermaid curled herself up, and soon they were asleep. The sun shining in the window awakened Hilda next morning, and she looked about her. The mermaid was not there. But Hilda was sure it had not been a dream. For she found pieces of seaweed on the floor. And every time she goes out in her boat, she looks for her friend. And when the whales spout, she knows they are telling the mermaids to come home. <laughs>